Did you miss out on pharmacy freedom yesterday? Or would you like to relive the action? Boy, you're in for a treat today in our special Pharmacy Freedom edition of The Transformation Show. Welcome to The Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to build a smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours, and we are in our special edition of Pharmacy Freedom of Transformation, episode 24. I cannot believe it. What a big day we had yesterday. Uh, we had over 120 people attend at the Melbourne Convention Centre and we had over 65 people tuning in online and I think it's been viewed 195 times since yesterday, which I'm simply blown away. It was a global event and I have all of you, our motivated pharmacy owner listeners, to thank for what a fantastic day it was. And I hope that you've all had an opportunity to be able to either have been there yesterday or have tuned in online. I'm very shortly about to have some links put up on robertstar.com where you can relive the whole day. You'll see every photo, you'll see all the slides, you'll see all the video action as well. You can access that if you aren't already. If you haven't registered on robertstar.com, it is free. Just register there and you'll get unlimited access to the the broadcast from the day, which includes my keynote, George's presentation, and also how you can get the best benefits of transformation and all of the associated supporting material that come with it. As I launched yesterday, yesterday was a pre-release of transformation for the Australian pharmacy community. Everywhere around the world will get access to transformation from Monday the 15th of September, so lock that in your diary, but you can pre-order already on robertstar.com if you would like to be one of the first to get hold of it on launch day. And I can also tell you that there'll be some fantastic offers that I'm going to announce next week, so if you if you sign up for a pre-order, you won't miss out on those. Those will be included for you, but they're going to be extremely beneficial to you in getting your journey started. Just a little bit about that um, and I'll get into today's presentation and boy can I actually tell you, look I'm going to put that aside, what you're going to get today is you're going to get an unlimited feed of the entire day. I've, I've managed to turn all the presentations into the podcast so you can listen to everything that happened on the day and if you'd like to view online and you'd see all the slides and see who was there then head across to robertstar.com register and you will get unlimited access to that. But what I did want to say is that all of the supporting materials will be available on Monday the 15th of September as well. So your online workbook, which will give you all of the questions and activities to help personalize your transformation journey for you and your business. The transformation community, where you'll be supported by me and all of the other motivated pharmacy owners who are on this quest of ours to build smarter, more successful 21st century businesses. Just remember, as the author of the book and also the host of this show, 
I would like to support you however I can. And I'm gonna to commit to being in that community every single day asking your questions. You have access to me and I'd love to hear from you. Sign up today at transformation.com.au and you'll be in there straight away and you can see a list of everything that you're going to get on Monday the 15th of September as well. So we're gonna get into today. I hope you enjoy it. It'll be about an hour and 20 minutes if you wanna go through everything. You can go to robertstar.com and actually register and listen to every segment individually so that you don't have to put aside the whole time for it. But I have put it unrestricted. I was gonna cut it up because I thought we might go over an hour, but it was a very special day. You won't miss a thing and get ready to be blown away. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Geez, that was quick to get your attention. Please continue eating your breakfast uh, throughout our introductions. And thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to a world first this morning in the launch of a unique publication brought to you by Robert Starr in Pharmacy Freedom and his book, Transformation. That's right, it's a world first. And we're all part of history this morning in being the first pharmacy-specific publication dedicated to how technology can be used to improve efficiencies and productivity in your pharmacy. Yes, that's very specific, but we'll take it. We are indeed part of history, so well done. Now, on the topic of technology, the late Arthur C. Clarke, British science fiction writer, once wrote, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. My name is Anthony Tassoni, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm the president of the Victorian branch of the Pharmacy Guild of Australia, who are proud uh, event partners of today's function, and also I have the pleasure of being your MC for this morning. Just a few housekeeping notes, ladies and gentlemen, in that the bathrooms are through the right-hand side door there and out to the right there, and in the event of emergency, uh, no need to panic, but just follow the exit signs out to the right-hand side there also. Now, usually at presentations that I help MC, I ask attendees to turn their phones to off or silent as a courtesy to others. But today, I'm not going to ask for you to turn your phones off, just on silent, because you should feel free to engage in social media throughout this morning's event. You can join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag and handle hashtag transformation book. You can tag Robert in a tweet with at Robert Starr or one word, or you can post on his Facebook page. For those of you who have no idea what I've just said, that's fine. Just sit back, relax, enjoy the presentation and catch up with colleagues. Now, today's event would not have been made possible without the generous support of our platinum partners in Dose Innovation and PharmActive, our gold partners in Apotex and Chemist Pos Direct, and thank you to our event partners in Fred, Australian Pharmacy Sales, Robert James Lawyers, Associated Projects and the Pharmacy Guild. Thank you also to our locum partner, the Pharmaceutical Locum Company, and our promotional partner, Engolman International. Thank you very much. Now this morning we will hear from the author of Transformation, Robert Starr, in a two-part presentation, with the National President of the Pharmacy Guild of Australia in George Tambassus also offering an industry update partway through our breakfast function this morning. After our presentations this morning, there will be an opportunity to network with your colleagues and have a book signed uh, by our author, Robert star also. But without further ado, it is my pleasure to now introduce our author and key speaker for today's launch. 
Robert Starr is a pharmacist who specialises in introducing pharmacy owners to technology and in partnership helps them build their smarter, more successful 21st century businesses. He's a second generation pharmacist and has been in the industry for 15 years working across community, hospital and international practice settings. He founded his company Pharmactive in 2009 to actively engage in technological pursuits to optimise the pharmacy industry for the 21st century. And since its inception, Rob has tested and seamlessly implemented over 200 pieces of physical and digital technology into everyday community pharmacy workflows. In March 2014, earlier this year, Rob launched the world's first dedicated pharmacy and technology podcast show titled The Transformation Show, which is now listened in over 50 countries around the world and has been downloaded, wait for it, over a whopping 2,700 times, which is unbelievable. Today at Pharmacy Freedom, Robert launches Transformation as a pre-release to the Australia pharmacy community ahead of his general release on Monday the 15th of September 2014. Transformation is positioned as the definitive DIY guide to helping pharmacy owners begin their journey of partnership with technology and start their implementation with technology um, via an online workbook application which does accompany the book. This will be supported by a series of mini transformation workshops delivered both in person and online as well as Robert's flagship 12 to 36 month enablement program of transformation. And he'll work directly with pharmacy owners to tailor a solution for their individual businesses. Pharmacy owners working with Robert will be left feeling confident and in control of their 21st century pharmacy with more time, more resources, and above all, the freedom to choose how they spend their time both in and out of their pharmacy. So to tell us why there has never been a better time for a pharmacy owner to build a smarter, more successful 21st century business, it is my pleasure to please join me in welcoming to the stage, Robert Starr. Thank you, Anthony. Ah, cheers. Good morning, and welcome to Pharmacy Freedom. I just want to take a moment to sort of drink this in. It's been a moment a long time coming for me. Transformation is probably just under 12 months in the work for me. And it's a very special moment for me and I'm just so, so happy that you chose to spend time with me this morning out of your busy time in your pharmacies and your businesses to help me launch transformation to the world. And we are live online around the world. I'm pleased to just to found out a short moment ago that we have listeners and watchers as far as New York and Washington, but to name a couple that we've got. I want to th thank you all for the commitment that you've given me to in coming today. And with respect to that, I'm giving you my best presentation. And I don't think you'll be disappointed with, with what I have to tell you today. So today is a social event. We are going to be on Twitter, as Anthony's spoken about. And if you aren't quite certain about what that all means, just drink it in. I reckon by the end of the presentation, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'd also like to encourage you to grab your smartphone as well. It's going to be interactive today. It's not just going to be about me talking. I want everyone to get involved and uh, learn something a little bit about some of the technology that I'd like to talk about. And um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. We're going to obviously have photos um, around the place um, and I'd love you guys to be taking maybe some book selfies of yourself 
Um, and using the tra transformation hashtag um, to be able to show, that, show the rest of the world and also me how you're going with that. Don't worry about taking any notes. We're going to have the slides on slide share afterwards. And so you'll be able, to, you'll be able to take note of those later on. And we'll have photos up there. And I'm hoping we'll have those within a day for you as well. Are you short of time and less certain about your business? Do you feel like you've never had less time, less money and less resources that your business will be sustainable moving forward? In the last 15 years, our industry has experienced exponential levels of change, but I don't need to talk to you about that today. I think we're all experts with the problems that we're facing and the challenges that we need to be meeting every day in our businesses. Obviously, we're seeing operational costs going up and revenues coming down, but I'm not going to waste time talking about that. Are you struggling with technology? Are you struggling to keep up to date with the advances that are going on? And even with the, the jargon that comes along with it, do we have server issues? Are we shooting the text on the phone? Do we have PBS online issues? I think we can all relate to that. I certainly wanted to shoot my computer a few times. So today, you're going to learn how you can improve three things. And in my 15 years of experience, I've found that I believe that there are three things that can lead to a genuinely profitable pharmacy when they function together. The first one is operational efficiency. To give you more time, more profits, to invest in your patients and your business so that you can build a patient-centric model that helps to solve your patients' problems and not simply get in the way of them. And also, smart use of technology that enables your business to scale and grow. Running a technology-based presentation that we'd have a clicker problem. That's all right. So I know you're probably thinking, technology, what is he talking about? Do we really need all of this? Do we need an IT department in the background plugging in cables, running around Manic? And is it going to cost you an absolute fortune to manage it? Answer is no. And you'll find out more today. How many of us had photo processing labs in our pharmacies over the years? Everyone put their hand up if you've had one. Leave your hand up if you still have one. So what happened? What happened to Kodak? Why did they perish? They invented the digital camera, so that surely would have brought them into the 21st century, but it didn't. They chose not to innovate, they chose to remain complacent, to keep their business model the exact same, and they're no longer here today. So, do we want to follow that suit? Do we want to follow those photo processing labs into extinction and become holes in the wall like our US colleagues? I don't think so. I don't think that that's a reality if we take action. So we're going to focus on three key areas in the presentation. The world has changed, why we need to change, and of course, the most important thing, how. How can we take action in our businesses when we leave here today? That's the most important thing. I've been to a lot of seminars in pharmacy over the years, been to APP, we get great ideas from our speakers, but how many of us actually commit 
to taking action back in our pharmacies when we get back in there and actually change something that we, go, that we do. So we may need some help and we need to know where we can access help and how we can do it. So the world has changed. What have we noticed in our pharmacies, outside our pharmacies, that's changed? Have we noticed the taxi industry change? Hey, everyone can be a taxi driver now. Have you heard of Uber? The banking transformation. Do any of us still walk around and line up for cash before the weekend to take away from us? How many of us have been to a teller or visited a bank manager? So I'm going to focus on two examples that I think are going to help to amplify this. And the first is the travel industry. And hey, who doesn't like to travel? And we've all been on holidays, but in the last 15 years, our holidays have changed. And you'll find out. So then, what do we have to do? I, look, I always loved the two-week holidays we got in between the year where mum and dad and I would, would go to the Gold Coast. But how was that done? We would visit a travel agent, get a mountain of brochures, read a heap of books, make the decision, have to make another appointment with the travel agent to book in. We'd have to line up forever and a day at the airport. Who, who loves lining up at the airport and who still does that? And by the time you get on the plane, you'd book, you'd, you'd get into your accommodation, you'd enjoy your holiday, but I reckon a lot of us would have just simply rebooked that same holiday all over again to try and avoid the whole experience of having to go through the travel agency over and over again in the same research appointment procedure. So that was then. Now, now we can do it anywhere. We could be having a cup of coffee, we could be on a train, we can pull out an iPad, we can pull out a smartphone with our families and plan a holiday all from the palm of our hand. All the tools, all the resources that we need to be able to plan a holiday, recommendations, what's going on. We can do that all just from sitting down at a cafe and pulling out our smartphone. Everything's available in one of these right now. But the point that I want to e emphasise on this is, does the holiday change? Do we magically get transported or teleported from Melbourne to wherever we want to go? Hasn't happened yet. But what the technology that's involved and enabled this transformation in this industry, makes certain not to be transformation, that's only for our industry. But what's what hasn't changed is the process. The process hasn't changed at all. We still need to get on the plane. We still need to book in at a hotel. We still need to enjoy our holiday. We can't be, have, a, have an experience just injected into our heads. And so, yeah, we had a great holiday. It's not like Total Recall or anything like that. So the process hasn't changed, but the technology's aided it and made it more efficient, and therefore, I think we've found it more enjoyable. How about the news? Who doesn't like to know the most up-to-date news of what's going on? And can you ever think about, for the moment, how we did that over the years? So, you may be looking at these pictures and thinking, well, this is still pretty current. We've still got radio, we've still got TV, we've still got newspapers. 
but there was a monopoly on information back then. And we would struggle to hold newspapers. And the thing about it is, to emphasise, is that newspapers only ever updated once a day. News, new, radio, maybe once every hour. TV, you might get a morning and evening broadcast of news. And we still get that now. But we missed a lot of stories, a lot of great stories, good and bad. And due to the speed and context of the news being delivered, it no longer, it no longer became stories that we actually got told about. As well as the fact that we look at news agencies. Hey, they used to be regulated like us. And now they're not. Now it's been deregulated and their entire business model is close to extinction. So, what do we do now? Now, we've got Twitter. I know Anthony was encouraging everyone to get on the hashtag earlier and a few of you might be thinking, well, hey, it's not for you. Who, who, who honestly believes that Twitter's not for them? Anyone? I might change that in a moment. <laughs> it allows concise 140 character messages to be transported around the world at the speed of thought. The speed of thought. And through Twitter, you can engage and be involved in a conference that you don't attend. It might be APP, for example, if you can't make it up there. You can still follow what's going on by following the hashtag. And you'll often find Anthony and myself um, banging away on our Twitter. But the same thing as today. Today is an interactive event. We've got listeners around the world who are tweeting pharmacy freedom and asking questions. And you might be thinking, well, okay, what about something that's more relevant for me? Can anyone put their hand up and say they didn't watch the World Cup? So, some of you in the room may have even been lucky enough to go over there, but I don't think you would have experienced it quite like this.
pretty powerful stuff. But what about you? This is interactive, I did promise that. What about you and your pharmacy? I've got a little activity for you. There are six objects on this screen. Got a fax machine, mail, diary, calculator, good old suggestion box, and a photocopier. So I'd love you amongst your table, work out how many of these items you have in your pharmacy today. Okay, probably shouldn't take, didn't take that long. So we'll start with number one. Who's only got one of those items in their pharmacy today? Okay, hands up if you've got two, three, four. Anyone got the, the whole set of six? Wow, okay. So this is going to be interactive with a smartphone. Every one of those objects has now been replaced by a smartphone. Whether we're doing it or not is another thing, but everything can be replaced with it. We can fax via email with our smartphone. We can receive our mail. We can have mail scanned to us on a smartphone. We can have our calendar and our appointments managed on a smartphone. Calculators certainly on there. We can receive feedback from our team and from our patients on the smartphone. And also we can scan on our smartphones all of which can be replaced. It's quite a, quite a change. I'd love you to open your red bags. I don't know if you've had a chance to examine it yet. And pull out your copy of Transformation. Whether, whether, you, whether you've noticed it yet or not, every one of yours I've personally dedicated and signed to you. But I'd love you open to page 18 as uh, we've got a little exercise. We're not going to do this in the room today but over the next couple of days perhaps when you can sit down with a cup of coffee with your transformation key cup you can actually go through this exercise and what I wanted to what I want to ask you to do is are our pharmacies what we imagined they would be when we left university? What did you imagine your pharmacy was going to look like and what, what it was going to do when you left university? And also, how are you going to look after your patients? What kind of care were you going to offer them? I believe that we were at our best clinically when we left university. And then we decided to become small business owners. But I don't believe any of our patients actually want us to be small business owners first and pharmacists second. Yet we're constantly being encouraged to be retailer first, pharmacist second. It's wrong. I believe it's quite simple. Our patients want us to be problem solvers. But the only way you can ever successfully solve a problem is if you listen and you give them time to listen. So I'd love you to spend a moment over the next couple of days, there's a section where you can write some notes and ask yourself that question. I want to share with you my why. why. Why did I become a pharmacist? By the time I was 17, I didn't have any grandparents left. And the time that I spent with them growing up was only made possible through pharmaceutical and medical intervention. 
My grandpa Sam, for example, who's sitting, sitting behind me here, he had Parkinson's disease for the greatest majority of, of his life when I, when I was growing up. And you know, the main interaction he could ever have with me was to shake my hand and utter a few words. Or my grandpa Leon, who would suffer multiple heart attacks and have a long and debilitating battle um, with, uh, with chronic heart failure and have multiple coronary bypasses. Or my grandma Clara, who died suddenly with an undetected leaky heart valve. You might think, well, how is this relevant to becoming a pharmacist? Well, I was around a lot of hospitals and a lot of medications growing up. But, I, look, I believe that whenever I saw our older patients, and we do have a significant number, that number is growing every single year in Australia now, that our role, and what I see, is that our role is for the grandchildren out there, to make sure that the grandparents being looked after, that they can have and enjoy the freedom of good health for as long as possible and to spend that quality time with their families. We do need to remember that our pharmacies wouldn't exist if it wasn't for these patients and to give them our time and being able to listen and solve their problems is the greatest thing I believe we can give them and we shouldn't take it for granted. So why do we need to change? Well, there's a few compelling reasons. And I'm not going to go through them because we're all experts at them. PBS reform, rents rising, banks getting tougher, valuations changing every single time we do them. The rise of chemist warehouse. It's a popular topic, that one. But I believe they're innovators. Some may consider that to be a controversial statement. But they're thriving and we all struggle to keep pace. They fundamentally changed their business model when they went forward 10 years ago and really changed the face of how we perceive pharmacy at the moment. They've leveraged sophisticated technology and they have a supply chain that is unmatched. So unless you've got at least those two ingredients in your armoury and you're able to implement that in your pharmacy and have the operational efficiency and compliance that they have, then I don't believe that's the right model for you and you shouldn't be chasing them. What's happened to community pharmacy since the 1800s? Has a whole lot changed in the world? Sure, technology may have changed and we can talk about that the nth degree. But I never believe that technology is simply used for the sake of using it. As a good friend of mine, Morris Mizalowski, has always told me, you know, technology is about the way we work and it's how we keep changing and innovating that makes the difference. So we need to remember what the fundamental processes and the fundamental reasons that we are pharmacists. You know, in the 1800s, compounding was the only way you could go. But how did they know what to make? How did they know what to give their patients? Listening. We'll come back to that again. They listened, they embraced their community, and they were able to maintain close personal relationships to be able to know exactly what to stock and how much to do. We're seeing compounding return to our businesses now. 
but we need to get better at listening. Because without this key skill, we're never going to be able to become the great problem solvers that our patients want. There's never been more information available on healthcare on Google. We see patients come in every day with printouts, with things that friends have told them. The world is more social. What do they need from us? Do they need us to print off a CMI or to give them a self-care card? No. They need us to be that trusted advisor and filter for that information and make it personal to them. So we need to be that patient-centric business where everything that we do, we make every patient feel like we've only ever had one role that day and that was to look after them. And if we don't change, end up a bit like this bloke. We'll keep blaming external factors and circumstances, but we have the ability to control the method of how we listen, how we innovate, and how we help our patients solve their health problems. Otherwise, we face annihilation, or at the very least, placed in the back of a supermarket or something other that has no significance. We've always turned to the Pharmacy Guild in, in tough times for guidance and support, and today's no exception. George Tambassis, our National Pharmacy Guild President, has been involved in community pharmacy for 25 years. He joined the Pharmacy Guild of Victoria in 2005. And George aims to ensure that pharmacy maintains its place in an ever-changing world by continually advancing the profession and providing the public with services, value and advice that they would not be able to obtain anywhere else. I'd like to welcome George up to the stage. I'll take a little break and I'll catch you soon. coming, but I don't need it yet. That's all right. Sorry, I should have given you the <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Thanks, Robert, for the invitation and what have you. Uh, absolutely delighted to be here this morning. And um, I'm very impressed, Robert, that you've got so many people from the uh, pharmacy industry here this morning. I was just talking to my colleague, Anthony, before, and certainly at the Pharmacy Guild, we sometimes struggle to get this many people in a room. And usually the presentations I give or Anthony gives usually is only two or three tables so you can see how interesting we are sometimes so congratulations Robert absolutely delighted like I said before to be here and support your program support transformation and as as my title says I'm the pharmacy guild national president I'm a pharmacist I'm a pharmacy owner and today's presentation is about the future of pharmacy but also I'd like to give you a few insights about what's happening in pharmacy at the moment perhaps share some stories about what my life's been all about in terms of when I became national president late last year and g give you, uh, I know not everyone's a pharmacist in this room, so hopefully make it relevant to some non-pharmacists that are in our industry as well. So we'll get cracking, but to start with, just to, I thought I'd make a few points about technology in the guild to start with, even though that wasn't part of my, uh, my presentation, Robert, but I thought I'd just make a few points about what the guild is and, and, and what, what, what we think about technology and I'm again I'm absolutely delighted that we've got Fred here today. So Fred is a, a company that the guild set up with uh, Paul Naismith many many years ago. It was a, uh, 
a company, I suppose, that the Guild took a chance with years and years ago. And now you can see Fred's come to, uh, to a point where it's grown and grown and, and it's, and it's, and it's uh, also acquired or gone into partnership with a, uh, a, a massive company called Telstra that we're all familiar with. So these are the sort of things that the Guild always, you know, over the course of 100 years, always takes a risk with, always thinks are important to its members. So Fred's a shining example in that respect. We haven't always got it right. We've got another company called Guild Link that we've, um, uh, that we've owned and operated for many, many years. It's had a few transformations, not transformations, it's had a few transformations over the years. It used to be called Health Links. And it certainly looks after all our medication management programs. It's got involved with uh, an overseas company called Marixa over the years, which not so successful, but we've always had a, taken, taken a chance with those sort of um, tech, technological companies or ideas. Uh, recently, uh, as, as recently as the 1st of March this year, we uh, got involved with Fujitsu, because Fujitsu was the uh, company that we decided would be a good partner for the Pharmacy Guild to have, to partner our, um, our new uh, online claiming system for medication management programs, to look after all the five CPA programs. Again, you know, we thought technology was the way to go. Just like Robert showed you those fax, fax machines up there earlier, uh, two fax machines sitting in, a, in an office in, in South Australia somewhere, we're looking after all the 5,400 odd pharmacies, um, professional programs, payments, for I don't know how many years before we took over that claiming system. Again, that's another example where the Guild is more than happy to get technology involved, improve the payment systems, improve your businesses. So, all right, let's get into my uh, presentation. I thought we'd start with uh, the most obvious thing that the Pharmacy Guild does, certainly the most, um, the most obvious thing, or the, the biggest job that I have in terms of leading the Pharmacy Guild currently, and that is advocacy. So we're all about promoting pharmacy, whether it's you know, some te technological changes that we're, that we're making, or some new areas that we want to get involved in. And certainly one of the most um, groundbreaking things that we did this year was that we actually put in a pre-budget submission to the, uh, to the feds this year, which we usually don't do, because we're, we're usually involved in the uh, five-year cycle of the uh, of the community pharmacy agreements, and we've been doing that for 25 years. But this year, because of the uh, circumstances and what have you, we put this uh, pre-budget submission in. It's uh, available on the Guild website, and happy to uh, send you a copy if you like, but it was full of ideas that were also linked to technological issues, like you know, ideas about um, more services, more programs in pharmacies that were, you know, were able to be performed in your pharmacies or in our pharmacies using IT platforms, perhaps with the GuildLink software, but many, many other softwares that you could, you could get your hands on to. And certainly it, would, it was going to enhance the use of community pharmacy in the, pro, in the, in the primary healthcare uh, sector or, or also getting involved other healthcare professionals. And as you can imagine, we, had, we copped a bit of stick from uh, doctors out there and they were, they were saying things in the media like, you know, we're trying to become doctors, but again, the Guild doesn't really worry about issues like that. We want to be at the forefront of the uh, healthcare system in this country. And if that means that we need to upset a couple of people, as you know, we usually don't, don't worry too much about that. All right, let's go to the next slide. So, some good news. Uh, we know over the years that the uh, prescription rates are going up. And we also know that recently, certainly during this agreement and the, the four agreements before uh, this agreement, that the average dollar per script's going up. So we know 
We know pharmacy is a good industry to be involved in. We know the prescriptions are going up. There'll be some slides coming up after this one that certainly has some, some more uh, reasons why scripts are going up. But certainly the dollar value per script is going up. That's related to more uh, expensive uh, medicines being on the market. But it, it is tending to flatline a little bit now because of price disclosure. And, and, and as you can see in your pharmacy, some of the cost of, um, of those drugs that have come off patent are, uh, are taking a bit of a hit for your, for your cost of goods. So your revenue is going down a little bit. But certainly over the years, it's been a fantastic industry or profession to be involved in, community pharmacy, because the scripts have kept us going. And, and, that, and that flat line that we're seeing at the moment will take, a, will take another um, a hit up as, as the population becomes older and older. And you'll see that in a few slides coming up. But certainly to maintain the remuneration per script is certainly my key objective coming into the uh, six CPA. Our dispensing remuneration, our core uh, area of specialty, our core area of, uh, of being pharmacist is to dispense those prescriptions professionally, efficiently, but also accurately. So we need to be remunerated properly for that. So certainly my team at, at the Guild at the national level is really honing in on that dollar per prescription. So I can't make that any more clearer than that. Number of pharmacies, I thought I'd share with you up to last year, the number of pharmacies in this country, uh, PBS approved pharmacies hit 5,350. I just recently received some updated figures as late as last night. That figure's increased by another 100 or so pharmacies, so it's gone over 5,400 now. So you, know, you may ask why, why is that? So it, it is because it is still a fairly profitable profession to be involved in. It is an industry where young pharmacists are taking a risk because the returns are there if you, do, if you do your job properly. And it also gives the feds and some of the doomsdayers, certainly this graph does, that the location rules are working efficiently. There are distributing pharmacies around this massive country of ours and they're making sure pharmacies don't get clustered in areas where they not, where just because there's a, a huge population, they don't, they don't necessarily need to be all in that spot. They're, they're getting uh, distributed nice and evenly in areas of growth, in areas where perhaps uh, there's smaller populations, but certainly those, those people that live in those uh, areas still need our services, and that's what the location rules are all about. Average gross profit per uh, dollar per pharmacy is also related to that original um, graph that I showed you. That has been on a, on a nice increase for quite a while, but it's starting to flatline a little bit. So that's something that we need to address, and again, that'll form part of the negotiations of the six CPA. We need to explain this to the feds, to the guys that uh, spend the money on the PBS that you know, with, with uh, rising costs and, and uh, fixed costs that we signed up for years and years ago in our leases or, or our rent agreements, you know, we can't have that, that, that graph going south. So that's certainly something that's on, on our agenda at, at the Pharmacy Guild, certainly with the negotiation team to make sure we, we maintain the average gross profit dollar per pharmacy. And this is, the, this is the big one that uh, we certainly try to explain to the feds that uh, we've done. We've, we've, we've had, the, we've had the, the pain, we've had the hurt, we've passed on billions of dollars of savings. And the graph specifically shows you that back in 2011, there was a massive uh, prediction that the uh, PBS expenditure will hit 10.5 billion. But if you move down to the last, last uh, line there that, that shows you the 2014 uh, budget prediction, it's hitting below 8.5 billion. So there's a massive 2.2 billion saving over the last four years that we've passed on to the feds. That's their own figures. So if you go back to 2011 
and have a, have a read of that massive document called the budget, because I actually read this year's budget. It is a massive um, document. It will show you that back in 2011, the Labor Party that was in government back then, they were predicting $10.5 billion to be spent on, on the PBS. But it didn't turn out that way, because price disclosure and what have you, and the savings that we've passed on, and the generics that have come through, the, the, the patents that have expired, have passed on way above or, or huge uh, savings to the government that they've banked, they've used, obviously, to, to promote this country, to, to build roads, to pass on some money to people that need it. And that's great. That's why we've got a great country and a great economy. But our point is very, very clear. Out of that $2 billion worth of savings that they had never predicted, plus their cumulative, keep in mind, that's a, very, that's a cumulative number. That happens every year. We want some of that reinvested back into our, into our sector so we can go away and improve our technology, improve our systems, and, and do more for the community. You know, Peter Dutton, Minister, the Minister for Health, often says to me, you know, I want you guys to do more. You know, we often hear that we're the most underutilised healthcare professional, well, or profession, and certainly our community pharmacies can, can be described as underutilised some, sometimes, because we're, we're usually the first um, healthcare business to set up in some country towns because of location rules. People take, take a chance in a country town. We want some of those savings invested back into pharmacy, and that's certainly our, uh, our, our uh, request at the moment. Well, there you go, the, um, uh, the, positive thing, uh, the positive reason why prescriptions are on the way up and why we believe prescriptions will still, still be uh, on, on the rise is that, that age group, 65 to 84, that age group that I'll be in in about a decade and a half, is growing all the time. So, you know, we're not going to get any healthier, and we're certainly living longer these days with uh, the advent of new medications and what have you. That, that, that segment of the, uh, of the market, that, that, set, that age group is growing all the time. So we believe community pharmacy is perfectly suited to uh, not, only, not only deliver fantastic outcomes for the Australian public, but also to be you know, the focus of a lot of solutions in, 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 those, in those community pharmacies that we set up around Australia. Okay, I'll, I'll quickly touch on the six CPA, or the six community pharmacy agreement. And again, as you can imagine, that's my focus at the moment in terms of um, trying to spend some time on the strategies behind how we go forward with the six CPA. Uh, I'm sure you all realise that the uh, current community pharmacy agreement expires on the 30th of June next year. So this is something that we're developing the framework for now, the six CPA. We're making sure that we consult with as many members and non-members and stakeholders all the views are taken on board. We want to make sure that uh, as many stakeholders have some sort of input into the uh, CIC CPA. The, the, the Community Pharmacy Agreement is a quite a complicated document. Uh, I'm not sure if you've had the time to read the current one or any old ones, but uh, as the National President, that's something that they forced me to read so I can understand it properly. But it's certainly such a complicated document and it just doesn't involve community pharmacy owners only. So let's be clear. There's a huge amount of money in there to remunerate the pharmacy owners, but there's a huge amount of money and a huge amount of um, remuneration to be negotiated, for example, on behalf of uh, our three main wholesalers. You know, they, they get a huge amount of funding under the community service obligation, which is listed there in point number four. So that, that's an area that, of course, we would want to uh, engage those stakeholders and find out what their needs are, what their wants are, what, what efficiencies we can get out of that. But as you can see, the focus Point number one is dispensing remuneration. And that's key for us, that's key for the Pharmacy Guild, and that's certainly key for most pharmacy owners that I talk to around the traps. 
professional services, again, is very, very important. That's why we thought it was such a strategic and important um, idea to take on the uh, online claiming of all the uh, professional services that we did back in March. Again, we, as I said earlier, we copped a lot of stick about that. I think it's been going fantastic. Fujitsu's been a fantastic partner in that respect and the payments are coming through nice and efficiently and we haven't got two fax machines running that whole program anymore. Broadening the opportunities for pharmacies, I touched on that a little bit earlier. That was, that was what our uh, submission to the budget was all about, making sure that the feds and the, and the, people, that, the people that make all these uh, recommendations and decisions know that we're, we're keen, we're up for broadening our, uh, our opportunities and our services in our pharmacies. The community service obligation I touched on before, another key part of the, uh, of the agreement and certainly uh, the wholesalers and those stakeholders are being uh, engaged at the moment. Location rules are also absolutely key and that, and that, that forms part of the uh, definition or the explanation of that graph that I showed you earlier. It, we need to make sure that we explain those lo location rules you know, articulately and, and clearly to all the feds, to all the doomsdays, the people that are against those. I know there's a lot of people that have issues with certain unintended consequences of the location rules and we're more than happy to review those as well. And we've said that from the start. So we're happy to review the rules if they're um, becoming aging or they're not becoming workable. But a key part of the uh, six CPA will always be the location rules. Some, just some examples of the expanding, expanding the role of pharmacies. Mo most, of that's, mo most of these things on this graph, I'm sure you're doing in your pharmacies, but you may not be, be being either A, properly remunerated for these services, or B, you're not charging for these services. This is something that we want to make sure is at the, at the forefront of these, these feds that are going to hopefully uh, remunerate us to a certain degree for, for these services, but also to train uh, pharmacists or get it into their mindset that they should also be perhaps charging the public for some of these important roles that we're playing and we're going to expand to. So again, Robert, thank you very, very much for the invitation this morning. Absolutely delighted to see uh, some of my ex-staff members in here this morning, some people that used to work for me and certainly some guild associated companies. So thanks again for the, uh, the pleasure of having a chat to you guys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much, George, for that very important update that uh, we would have all enjoyed and um, certainly was a necessary uh, component to this morning's meeting. Now, with regards to just some other housekeeping matters, um, there is uh, complimentary parking that you can receive this morning. So if you would like a parking pass to allow for you to get out without having to pay for parking, I'm sure that would be very much sought after. Uh, just see the uh, registration desk on your way out and they can give you a pass. And when you are given on that uh, follow-on ticket, you just uh, proceed directly to the boom gate at the car park exit, insert the follow-on ticket, and the boom gate will magically open and you can proceed out and get, carry on with your day. Isn't that marvellous? So um, um, hopefully um, experiences won't vary and your boom gate will open. So just um, get that pass afterwards. Um, with regards to some other matters, we have some door prizes to quickly uh, draw, I believe. So I invite uh, Melissa to come up here now. So to we will draw our door prizes. You are all automatically entered this morning as you registered. And venues to events will be at the side of the stage here, thank you, to um, help me draw this um, prize first of all. So our first prize is a bottle of Moe on behalf of our platinum partner in Dose Innovations. And this is the moment where I draw the name, isn't it? Well done, Tony Marr. Congratulations, if you'd like to come to the stage and grab your bottle of Moe. 
of Wyndham Vale Pharmacy, and please wait till after midday if you could uh, consume that. <laughs> Just there. Well, it's, uh, it's after 12 o'clock somewhere, isn't it? Um, well done, congratulations. Um, and our second prize uh, this morning that we are drawing is two medallion club tickets, including a car park, to the Carlton versus Geelong match on Friday night. And that's on behalf of our other platinum partner in Farm Active. And I will draw that prize now. Philip Shulman of Wellington's Accountants. Well done. Um, you will need to see Robert after the show, I believe, oh, after this launch to collect those tickets. Is that correct? Yep, yep. So um, Philip can come and see you later on uh, to collect that. That's fantastic. So well done there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We have heard both from Rob and George about how the world has changed and why you must change. But most importantly, I would like to welcome Robert back to the stage to show you all how to change and officially launch transformation to the Australian pharmacy community. Please join me in welcoming back to the stage, Robert. And can we have a big round of applause for Anthony being a fantastic MC today? Absolutely sensational. It's always hard to obviously keep everything moving and he's done a brilliant job. So thank you for that. I'll just grab my clicker. All right. So, we've heard about the world has changed, why to change. More importantly, how do we do it? How do we do more with less? How do we survive and thrive? These are questions that I'm sure we're all asking ourselves every day. These are the very same questions that formed the foundation of my book and why I decided to spend the best part of last year writing it and developing to share with you at this very moment to embrace technology. We've seen it in other industries, but now it's our turn to build smarter, more successful 21st century businesses before it's too late. I've got no doubt that if you follow the method that I have in this book, that you'll be able to create the financial freedom you seek, or if you choose to exit with a high valuation, but also more importantly, on your own terms. So transformation, which you've all got in your, book, in your bags, is a pre-release today. So you are the first in the world to get hold of my book today. It'll be a general release for everyone who's watching online that you'll be able to get hold of to be delivered to you on the 15th of September. So if you're watching online, you may have just noticed a link come up where you can pre-order if you choose. It has my best strategy and my best knowledge inside, and the central theme revolves around a four-step method, which I'd love to share with you right now. So there's four steps to transformation. Number one, education. I think it's the fundamental of everything. It's what we do when we start out in life, we go to university, we get the grounding to make the decisions that we need to about where we're going to work and, how we're going and what we're going to do in the world. But in, in this case, we need to understand the true purpose of technology not for the sake of being a gadget freak or someone who just loves playing with technology. I'm not asking everyone to become that. But it's about being aware of what's in the world today so that you know, in step two, how to find processes, tasks in your business that you can partner with technology to aid and automate parts of your business that are probably less patient focused so that you can donate that time 
back into looking after your patients. Third step is partnerships. I've got some great partners in the room today, partners that have looked after me over my career and why I chose to partner with them in helping me put this event on and it wouldn't be possible without their support. But in your business, you need to be able to find partners that aren't just going to simply just throw you a box or send you an app and say, go ahead, you should be able to work it out. You need partners like Fred, for example, who can plan, implement, train and maintain those systems in your business so that you get the best benefits of those moving forward. Optimization number four. It's a dynamic business landscape that we live in right now and everything changes. Our goals and objectives we set for ourselves now may change again in 90 days. So it's important we review that but also be able to refine and optimise the current technology that we use in our business so that we can be getting maximum value for our investment. But look, strategy alone is great. We get a lot of it, we get it in a lot of seminars, we get it in a lot of education events. But the implementation, I believe, is always what is missing. So, I said I'd get you to pull out your smartphones and I'll ask you today. Please pull out your smartphones because what if all the tools that you needed to change were in the palm of your hand today? If you can, and I don't mind people playing with their phones as I speak, visit transformation.com.au. You can register for free, and I'm going to tell you what's in store for you when you do. So inside that mobile app is your online workbook, which has questions and activities and exercises to help you implement the strategy that I show you in transformation. There's resources, there are links, there are videos that are all centred around the topics inside transformation. If you've had a chance to flick through, you may even have noticed that there's a little icon sitting next to every section. That's because there's a corresponding section in the workbook that you're able to go to and refer back to. If you have multiple pharmacies, you can have multiple profiles. You don't have to cram it all into one, there's plenty of room. There are going to be the ability to engage in the transformation community. And why did I create the community? Because I believe that whenever we learn something, inherently we have questions, as I'm sure you may well now. I haven't had a chance to check out the Twitter feed, we might have some questions already. But to be able to ask those questions of a presenter or an author is often very difficult. So what I commit to is I'm in that community every day and answering questions and helping pharmacy owners with their key problems centred around these sections in transformation. So you have one-to-one -one access to me. Case studies to help you find the practical tools to be able to implement and be able to relate back some of the best examples that I've seen over my 15 years. And there's also, of course, the Transformation Show, which we've heard a little bit about, which comes out every week to educate motivated pharmacy owners like, 
all of you in front of me, on what is evolving in technology and how you can hear from some technology partners. A lot of, a lot of uh, some of the technology partners are in this room. I've interviewed Robert Allen, you've heard from him. Paul Naismith, George Tambassus is another one. So if you'd love to hear the insights from that, just head across to the podcast and you can check that out. There are videos, there'll be e-learning courses that I'll be developing to help you find the practical insights to implement, as well as webinars and other tools and resources. My role as the author is to help and support you in any way possible to be able to implement the strategy that I have in this book, because I believe that it gives you the chance to survive and thrive in the 21st century by embracing technology. So, is that enough, do we think? Well, I've developed a tool to help you find exactly the areas of your business that you're able to focus on. If we simply focus on our entire business, it's too big a thing to take hold of. A lot of you in the audience have got strengths, you've got weaknesses, but I bet you'd love to turn your weaknesses into strength. And this tool that I've developed, which is the Pharmacy Freedom Index, will help you, through 75 strategic questions, find those areas of your business that you're able to find your biggest opportunities. We go through three key pillars, which I've spoken about, of operational efficiency, a patient-centric business model, and also smart use of technology. And that gets broken down into three subsections of your money, your pharmacy, your team, your patients, innovation, your partners, IT systems, mobility and automation. You'll get a score in every section and you'll be able to find the exact areas that I believe you should focus on to be able to get some great opportunities uptake in your business. So how do we get that? How do you, how do you get this magic score of, of mine? Well, I'd like to make you an offer. I don't believe any tools ever get implemented well when we're left to our own devices and we don't get shown how to use them properly. So I would like to support every pharmacy owner who would like to know their Pharmacy Freedom Index by helping them do this one-on-one. -on -one -on -one. I want you to be able to take immediate and targeted action, so I'm offering to work with you personally to help kickstart that in your business. So, what does it involve? A 90-minute review and assessment session with me personally. We work through 75 strategically targeted questions to calculate your Pharmacy Freedom Index score and at the end of the session, you leave feeling confident that you have the necessary action areas that you can use in your business to take action and improve, and I can help map out, map out how you're going to do that in your business. Normally, $495. But I'm, lo but I'm loving the energy that we're getting in the room that I'd love to be able to offer that to everyone for $395. For those of us listening online, a link may have just come up that you can take out. However, for, us, for those of us in the room, I'd like you to have a look at your lanyards. Inside your lanyards, there are actually two name badges. 
The second name badge is if you're interested and you would like to take me up on this offer and you'd like to work with me to find your Pharmacy Freedom Index score and cover a, a, a comprehensive review and assessment session, please take that card out right now and you'll notice some red bowls on the table in front of you. If you throw that card in there, uh, my team will collect that and we'll be in touch in the next week to arrange a time to be able to work that out that's suitable to you and your business. As a bonus for everyone here today and also everyone online, I know that you're going to have questions that can't get answered properly today. You may think of them tomorrow, you may think of them on the weekend. So I'm offering you a bonus webinar for coming today. It's on Tuesday at 8 a.m., so before hopefully we all start up for the day. You can tweet any questions through, but we're going to send an invitation to you all later today to attend. You can tweet your questions if you like, but if you prefer email, I don't mind that either. You can send them to me by 5 o'clock on Monday and I'll craft a presentation to answer all of those questions for you. And we'll go through a full demonstration of the Pharmacy Freedom Index. We may even, if, someone, if someone's game, have a hot seat where I'll take a pharmacy owner through the entire process on Tuesday morning. So, let's commit to learning from Kodak's mistake, of being too complacent and too unwilling to change. We've seen photo labs exit our pharmacies. Let's not follow them. You literally have the power in your hands. You have no idea how powerful the tool is that you have, you're holding right now. My role is to support you in any way I can, so please reach out, please jump in the community, and I'd love to see you in there. Our journey literally starts today. So, I'd like to have some thank yous, for I wouldn't be standing here today if it wasn't for some very important people. I owe a lifetime of debt and gratitude and admiration to my parents, Adele and Joe. They've always supported me to choose my path in life, and this has ultimately allowed me to discover that I'm most passionate at the intersection of pharmacy and technology. I'd also like to thank my wife, Amanda, and my two young daughters, Sophie and Georgia. They're all the inspiration I need to get up early every day and pursue my dreams to their fullest. Transformation literally wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for their unconditional support and understanding, particularly Amanda. I have a huge debt of thanks to our event partners. With, without, I have no doubt that Pharmacy Freedom wouldn't be the sensational event that we're enjoying today. And if I could single out one partner who has made an extraordinary contribution, not just today, but as a great mentor and a support over my career journey, and that's Robert Allen from Dose Innovations. Please, if you get a chance, uh, visit him and the Dose Innovations team out in the foyer at the conclusion of today, as I'm sure they can find a way to help you in your business. At Gold Partners, Apotex and Chemist Pos Direct, thank you very much for your support 
I entirely appreciate everything that you've been able to do, not just today, but over my journey. And also our event partners, the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Thank you to George and Anthony for joining us today and contributing to Pharmacy Freedom. Thank you. And Robert James Lawyers as well. Anthony and his team as well have been a great support. Fred, Associated Projects, Australian Pharmacy Sales, thank you for your support to making this day what it is. But most importantly, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to every one of you for coming today. You've chosen to help launch transformation and supported me over my career and my journey so far. By being here today, unknowingly, and purchasing a ticket, together with B1G1, who are known for changing the world where it needs the most, you have given 10 children in Kenya one year of medication or 3,650 days of multivitamins, things that we take for granted every day, analgesics and other medicines to ensure that they grow up to be as healthy as our kids in our fortunate land of Australia. I believe the world is a better place when pharmacists are at the forefront of healthcare. So let's all take the action necessary to survive and thrive in the 21st century. Our journey starts today. Thank you. If you don't care to join, join us in the networking, our barista will be going all, the, all for the next hour, so if you want to coffee up anymore, but uh, thank you all again. No worries. Thanks very much, Robert, and congratulations again. Just um, <coughs> one last housekeeping announcement to ensure you have the magical experience of the Boomgate opening. I've just been informed that uh, you collect your um, follow-on ticket pass from the front registration desk, proceed to the pay machine, and you put in your ticket that you obtained upon entry to the car park, and then you insert uh, this uh, ticket that you've been given at the front desk afterwards, and you get a special validation, and then you go to the boom gate. So may your boom gates open, may you have a wonderful day, and thank you again for joining us at Pharmacy Freedom. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that brings us to the end of our Pharmacy Freedom Special Edition. Stay tuned, we'll be back on the payroll trail with an interview with Michael Robertson from the Pharmacy Guild of Australia on integrated payroll and how their systems can significantly change the way you manage your back office and make you so much more efficient, you may not know what to do with the extra time. So stay tuned for that one coming up next week. Have a great week. Bye for now.